0: U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr says Republicans are facing a double standard in America's legal system. No sooner than making this pronouncement, that double standard was on full display in several high-profile incidents around the country. At Shout Out Patriots, we call attention to how some in law enforcement are swapping out kids' gloves used against Antifa and Black Lives Matter for knuckle-dusters when it comes to their sworn enemies. all right welcome to shout out patriots i'm your host martin moyer joining me is pastor jason bender of the patriot church hello patriots michael moyer who is our producer unfortunately missing today is alec rooney our news editor because he's on vacation huh that's where i was last week although i had to work the entire week and joining us in ohio is attorney david carroll who is the chairman of Christian Action Network that is the sponsor of this program. Welcome one and all and welcome all the listeners and viewers who are joining us this afternoon or evening. So I'm beside myself, everybody. I mean, I'm on vacation. I start reading these incredible stories of uh, uh, what Attorney General Bill Barr would classify as a double legal standard against Republicans and conservatives. And uh, as I read them, I, I just got matter and matter. But let me start by giving a quote of what Attorney General Bill Barr said on the Glenn Beck podcast. He said, I do think there is a degree in which the system had a double standard, referring to the Russian collusion investigation, and still has a double standard and is rigged against Republicans. So now Bill Barr is saying that the system legally is rigged against Republicans, but what we all understand, he means against conservative Republicans, because it's not rigged against liberal Republicans like Cheney and her ilk, right? So it's rigged against Republicans. And uh, sure enough, as soon as he makes this statement, we start reading, or I start reading stories where, this rigging becomes, you know, front page news around the country. So I want to start with uh, the first one I found, and that is a story about the Patriot Front in, that, that came out of Idaho. And maybe some people have heard about this story. Probably most people have not. The major news media has been covering it quite a bit. So let me go on so 31 members of the Patriot Front that were loaded into a U-Haul truck were arrested in Idaho after being pulled over by police all 31 were charged with conspiracy to riot the group was on its way to protest a gay pride event that was being held in Coeur d'Alene City Park the U-Haul was stopped about a quarter of a mile away police say they were tipped off by a concerned citizen who saw a dozen men loading into a truck like a little army. Now, these individuals came from Washington, Oregon, Texas, South Dakota, Illinois, Wyoming, Virginia, and Arkansas, only one reportedly was from Idaho itself. Now, after they stopped this vehicle and put all these individuals into handcuffs and had them kneel on the ground, The police found an operations plan inside of the U-Haul truck. They also found plastic shields, shin guards, and one smoke bomb, and they were all wearing masks. Now, according to the news accounts that I've read, all have now been released on bond, ranging from $200 to $300. The Kootenau County Sheriff Bob Norris said... It appears these people did not come here to engage in peaceful protests. And I, th- th- this is where I start to get mad it appears. I, it appears that they weren't coming for a peaceful protest. So let's stop this U-Haul truck and arrest them all and charge them with conspiracy to commit a riot on what appears. Now, first of all, what does it mean to appear? First of all, they're just in a truck where's the appearing going on Are they got x-ray vision inside that truck D- to know what it appears that they were going to do uh so I, i'm just gonna get I, i'm gonna get matter and matter as i go through this story
1: right and what does it matter what they think anyways i mean you can actually appear like a bunch of different things if uh if i look at antifa they certainly don't appear like they're doing anything well and they've never <laughs> been arrested before they Got to a protest. It appears like they can just arrest whoever they want, whenever they want. So a couple days later, the Cordillane Police Chief
0: Lee White had this to say. The information we had would lead any reasonable officer to believe that there might be criminal activity afoot. Now, mind you, the only information they had was that about a dozen individuals loaded into the back of a U-Haul truck that looked like a little army, that's the only information they had. He also said this, we made a command decision to make the stop prior to them getting downtown to prevent the riot from happening. What riot? All the 911 caller said was that these individuals loaded into the back of a U-Haul truck and they looked like a little army. So now they're jumping and making a leap that they now prevented these people from rioting as if they knew that they were going to riot when they got down, down. Now, Patriot Front is described by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a white supremacist group. Now, what conservative organization isn't described by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a white supremacist group anymore? None of the previous Patriot front demonstrations that they have ever had has been anything but peaceful. Every single one before they have loaded into the back of a U-Haul truck and arrived in Philadelphia. They've arrived in Fort worth, Texas. They have arrived in Washington, DC. They've gotten out of their truck with the uniforms that uh, are outfits that you saw on this camera. And they marched down the street peacefully with their flags and their bullhorns, making whatever patriotic statements that they were making, and then they loaded back into the U-Haul truck and went home. Michael, can you pull up one of the previous demonstrations that took place where they weren't arrested before they actually got out of the U-Haul truck? Okay, I think we've seen enough of that because that's all you're going to see. It's them marching down the streets with their flags and pretty much the same outfits you saw them on the lawn outside of that U Haul truck with handcuffs on. No different, right? Hmm. So the police admit at this press conference they had no previous issues with the Patriot Front group. They have had none. They had no prior information that the Patriot Front planned on committing a riot until this 911 call came in and said these dozen or so individuals loaded into the back of a U-Haul truck like a little army. That's the only intelligence they had. Again, I'm going to quote from Police Chief Lee White: We didn't have any intelligence that there was going to be a riotous group coming to the event prior to the 911 call. And the only thing the 911 call made was that. Some individuals dressed in uniforms walked into the back of a U-Haul truck, closed the door, and off they went. And well, to that person, they looked like a little army. So, David, I see so many legal problems here uh with, with what happened and how the police handled this, and so many ways, perhaps, that these individuals could turn around and sue the police department for a lot of different reasons, at least in my non-legal brain. And I know that I'm always corrected by lawyers when I go off half cocked and thinking what legal rights people really have until a lawyer tells me we don't have those legal rights that I thought we had. But for a officer to stop a vehicle and search the vehicle without any uh, visual crime being committed and searching that vehicle, I thought, that was unconstitutional.
2: Oh, this case is fraught with legal problems. And some of it, you know, we don't know the answers to, but in order to stop the van and and conduct any kind of research or investigation, the police have to have probable cause. Having 21 people or whatever, 21 seems like a lot, but having a bunch of, of guys in a van driving somewhere doesn't strike me as... Constituting probable cause, and to search the van, either they had permission, which is possible. I mean, the guys might have said, "Yeah, go ahead and search. We don't have anything to hide." But if they didn't have permission to search, they needed probable cause to search the van. And I, I don't hear anything that would give them probable cause to search the van. Now, your other point is, you, could these guys sue for violations of their rights? And I think that there is a strong probability that there is a case to be made against the police, Is what they were really doing is they were going on an assumption that these guys were going to cause a riot without any evidence whatsoever, and they didn't do anything. They didn't even get to the place to be able to do anything, uh, and it seems to me that there is a civil rights violation and a violation of of a Fourth Amendment rights, you know, search and seizure, to uh, that, that they could bring a case against the police. I, I also think it's interesting that you mentioned the low, low, low bonds that they were released on. That tells me the judge did not think that what they were found doing was very serious.
1: Isn't there something else that, uh, that the police did by... Uh preventing them from going to a protest now we know that that's what their plan was they were going to protest and they stopped them from having their right to be heard and their right to speak isn't that yet another uh crime or or offense that the police committed
2: yeah potentially I mean you did a seizure of persons they put them under arrest without what appears to me to have no probable cause, although we don't know what was found in the van. That is, if the police were given permission to search the van and if the police found something in the van that would give them probable cause to arrest, okay, then, then they, they would they would have probable cause. But in the news reports, we don't see anything constituting probable cause. All right, here's what the police have
0: said they found in the van. Plastic shields, plastic shields shin guards and one smoke bomb now i want to point out there is no law against anyone carrying a plastic shield or having shin guards on or wearing a face mask especially nowadays or having a smoke bomb all these things are legal to have now what was in the operations plan who knows uh but obviously they couldn't have known what was in that operations Land before they went into the U-Haul, right, and started searching it, uh, but they make it sound as though these people were very dangerous, and they had all of this riotous type, uh, I guess, equipment stocked piled inside of the back of that U-Haul truck, and they were gonna come out with their plastic shields and their shin guards, their flags, their hats that say liberty or death and cause mayhem at this gay pride event. And therefore, we have to charge them now and put them in handcuffs, put them in jail for a conspiracy to riot, a conspiracy to riot. I, it just boggles my mind here, David. I'm just, I, I am so upset at this. I, I, You know, if we had the money, I would like to go down there and start paying for the attorneys for these individuals. Because here's another problem that a lot of people, listeners, will, will listen to this show and go, well, they'll be okay. Because they'll get themselves an attorney. They're going to get off on this thing. No big deal. But people hiring attorneys is not a cheap thing to do. It's very expensive, and you've got 31 people here that are arrested. I assure you, probably most of those 31 people can't afford an attorney fee. You're going to have to go with a public defender who will probably, what? Try to offer a plea bargain rather than try to make this thing go to trial. So this is absolutely outrageous. It's more serious than what I think most people are going to see at face value. And I think people out there who have a voice, like us, and others need to jump on this thing and make sure that the rights of the American citizens are not taken away because of how they're dressed before they go to a protest or how they want to show up at a protest. We don't see, now Bill Barr said what? that there's a double legal system going on here. So Atifa all the time shows up at these events. They're never stopped and they actually show up and do cause riots. Black Lives Matter show up and they do cause riots and they're throwing more than smoke bombs when they're at these events.
3: Yeah. And Marty, look, if, if we want to base this whole thing off of assumption, right? You see 20 some odd people hop in the back of a U-Haul truck. Maybe those people are going to somebody's house to help them move if we want to base it off of assumptions. There's plastic shields, right? Maybe they're going to reenact uh, King Arthur and the Knights of the Medieval Times, right? If, right. if, if we want to base it off of assumptions. So that's a, that's a horrible precedent to set there. And I totally agree with, uh, with, with, with Mr. Barr because there is this precedent where if you are a conservative, if you do have patriot in front of your name, you are pinned as a white supremacist, a white nationalist, yeah. <laughs> a deplorable fill in the blank right and they're going to target you because they know that you're pro-american and and let me just ask you david i know uh you, you're going to come up here next but what kind of precedence do you believe that this would set for people like us who might say you know what i'm not going to create any sort of violence we don't have any weapons with us where we're going to inflict harm against people who are lgbtq people maybe we don't agree with ideologically but But, um, you know, what kind of precedence is it set if we just want to have a peaceful protest to let people know that what you're doing is wrong and we're not going to have this and you're not going to indoctrinate our children?
2: Yeah, it sets a potentially very bad precedent. Uh, It could set a good precedent if these guys bring a, a civil rights action based upon the illegal search and seizure that could end up setting a good precedent telling police departments, that they cannot do that kind of thing. And you need to remember, OK, these guys might be white supremacists. It is not against the law to be a white supremacist. It is not against the law to be a Nazi. It is not against the law to be a BLM Marxist. Uh, it's not against the law to be a member of Antifa. Those things are not against the law. And they're being tried in the press as if as if being a white supremacist was in as in of itself a crime. It's not. What are the reasons why?
0: perhaps the Patriot Front and I know others have showed up at these events, conservatives at these events with shields and shin guards on is because Antifa shows up at these events with big shields and decked out in armor with urine filled bottles to throw at protesters and smoke bombs and worse M-80s at these people. And so they will dress this way because they're going to a protest with the likelihood that Antifa's going to show up and they need some protection for themselves. I'm surprised that these Patriot Front people didn't have helmets on their head because Antifa comes out with umbrellas and helmets on their head and a lot worse. And if you go to these events and Antifa constantly tries to shut You down to squash you to hurt you with baseball bats and worse, you're kind of stupid to show up without any protective gear on anymore. But here's what they're going to do: they're going to let Atifa basically man demonstrations and be violent and leave the conservatives who are only out there to express their patriotic feelings vulnerable to injury and to perhaps a lot worse than entry because we know some have been shot and killed at these events because Antifa has killed them.
3: Yeah, and let's not forget the incident of the reporter. I, I don't remember what city it was in. I believe it, it might have been an Asian man and he got attacked by Antifa vehemently, right? He got eggs thrown at him. He got attacked. I think he had, you know, blood on his face, black eyes. So yeah, that's that's what they're looking to do. And what about, you know, remember when it was the summer of love and they left bricks for Antifa and BLM right there on the side of the street in I think Seattle and Minneapolis, Where where's the cry out then? Where's the assumptions of what we might do with those bricks then?
0: Absolutely. There's a lot of accusations in the media. That these are white supremacists. Actually, the Daily Mail had an article out that Somehow, how they know this, I don't know, but they do state it, that the Patriot Front has been responsible for 80% of all white supremacist material that's been sent out in the last year. 80%. Where did they come up with this number? I don't know. I think they just make it up as they write the article. 80%. Who keeps track of it to start with? To do know. What percent is who's doing what anymore, right? But... You would think if they produced 80% of white supremacist material, that Daily Mail article would have something inside that article of a statement of white supremacy that they made. Here is the closest they come to a white supremacist statement, and I don't even think it's a white supremacist statement, and it's from Thomas Ryan Rousseau, who started the Patriot Front. Here's what he says. The truth is, white voters especially the working class, have had more than enough of being called racist, sexist, xenophobic, Islamophobic, homophobic, and the rest. And that's just a true statement. White people are tired of being called a racist and being called homophobic and called all these horrible names all the time. And to say that we're tired of being called that now makes you a white supremacist? That's the best they can come up with in proving that the Patriot Front is a white supremacist group? No, all you need For them, it's the Southern Poverty Law Center to name call you, to label you, and you are convicted in the media. You are now even being convicted by police departments who say, oh, let me check here. Oh, there's the Patriot Front. They're on the way. They got loaded in a van. Southern Poverty Law Center's the white supremacist, very violent group. Let's go stop that van before it gets there. Let's call them out. Let's put them in handcuffs. Let's put them in jail before they get to this event, and then we'll charge them with a conspiracy to commit a riot that they didn't commit. We're gonna charge them before they even commit the crime.
3: Let's think about it like this. You know, like you said, there's there's nothing white supremacist about that statement you just made from Thomas Ryan Russo, right? But let's just say that's the closest thing possible that they could pin on him to call him a white supremacist or a white nationalist. What they're, see, the environment that we've created in this society is that if you're white, if you're conservative, especially for us as, as Christian men, you need to take the punishment of what we're calling you right you need to accept how we're identifying you so if you don't if you reject it and you oppose it then you know what then we're gonna come up with the name calling you know and as long as you just say okay you know what I'll I'll take whatever name-calling you you give me, then we're on good terms with them. But once you you fight back, and that's what they're doing. I mean, this whole society that we live in right now, right? Everything in the economy, everything that's going on, it little by little, it's causing more and more of a push uh, on our side, you know? And we're we're constantly saying, "Look, you know what? We've taken enough. We're not going to take it anymore." And, and people are just fed up of, uh, as far as what is going on. So, yeah, there, there's nothing. I mean, like you said, that is a factual statement that any one of us would feel, you know, no, no bad way about making a statement like that. We are sick and tired of them calling us names just because we don't appease and affirm everything that they do.
2: Yeah, and the bar of the left wing media is pretty low to be called a white supremacist. You don't even have to be white. They're calling Candace Owens a white supremacist. They call Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, a white supremacist. So you don't even have to be white. But certainly if you're white and you're not woke, then you're automatically a white supremacist in their minds. Now, I do want to say none
0: of us here are familiar with this Patriot Front Group. We're not defending who they really are because we don't know who they really are. We are criticizing the process that happened in arresting these people and charging them in the way that it was done uh, because that in itself is wrong. Even if they are wrong, the process to correct that wrong, these are police officers. They should be above doing wrong and not mimic the wrong that they think that the other people are all about. Let's move on to the next outrage that happened this week. All right, so this took place in San Francisco. Several men allegedly stormed a drag queen story hour time event at San Francisco library and began shouting homophobic slurs. All right, remember this homophobic slur slur stuff. News reports say they hurled insults at Panda Dulce A drag queen performing artist as she entertained preschool and kindergarten children at the San Lorenzo Library. The homophobic slurs they shouted were tranny and pedophile. Here's what the sheriff's office said in a statement. The men made homophobic and transphobic remarks against a member of the LGBTQ plus community who was hosting the event there was no physical violence, he said. Deputies responded to the disturbance and are conducting follow-up to identify the group of men and their affiliation. He added this, it appears the group of men may be affiliated with the Proud Boys organization. Here's the picture of the five men they're talking about. So let me quote here, the five men that were involved were wearing black and yellow colors associated with the Patriot boys. Okay, look at that picture, black and yellow, picture of the one guy with the yellow shirt, a couple people with some black shirts on, I guess. Suddenly, if you wear those colors, you are now a Proud Boy member if you are a conservative participating in a demonstration. But as bad as that is, here's what's worse. The Lieutenant Ray Kelly said an active hate crime investigation is now underway as well as investigation into the annoying and harassing of children. So the the San Francisco uh, department is thinking about bringing hate crime charges against these individuals for using the word tranny and pedophile in a public place and possibly for annoying children. David, you got a comment.
2: For there to be a hate crime, there has to be two things. First, there has to be a crime. Without a crime, you cannot have a hate crime. And I mean an actual crime that's a crime without shouting insults. The shouting insults is protected speech. It's part of the First Amendment. You can insult people. That's not a crime. Now, disrupting a public meeting might be. I mean, I don't know what the law is in San Francisco. And if that's a crime, then then disrupting the meeting with uh, with uh, uh, you know, calling people names that are offensive, that could actually turn out to be a hate crime.
0: Well, I do want to point out, David, nobody was arrested. So if they had disrupted the meeting, then they would have been arrested for that. But they can't arrest them for disrupting because they didn't disrupt it. So now they're trying to figure out, well, what can we arrest them for? Oh, well, they used the word tranny and pedophile there you go i hate crime charge because of what they said they weren't disrupted there was no violence there wasn't anything they just came uh we actually have a video i don't know if we have it. we didn't do the video we have a video of them and you can see them standing there and uh, making their comments they weren't disrupted they were you know basically making statements that you know i will never put my children in front of a spectacle such as this and allow people like you to uh transition my child into that type of lifestyle it's basically what they were saying um but there was no crime otherwise they would have been arrested uh instead they used words and those words may have annoyed children and since when is it a crime? to annoy a child. Okay, so now we go from hate crime speech to if you dare say something that may annoy a child, we can charge you.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, when Bill Barr says there's a double standard going on in the legal system, I mean, it's on full display. This is double standard. Let me go back to Thomas Ryan Rousseau, the founder of the Patriot Front, because here's what he said earlier that we quoted. He said, we have had enough of being called racist, sexist, xenoph- xenophobic, Islamophobic, and homophobic. So these are the names that are called against us. No one's out there saying, oh my God, you know, you called these people xenophobic and Islamophobic. We should charge you with a hate crime for calling white people that name. No, but if you go into a drag queen story hour and call someone a what they call a homosexual slur, a pedophile, because probably you are a man dressed up as a woman in a sexual situation talking to little kindergarten kids. That is
2: kind of pedophilic activity. David, what do you got to say? If calling people names, calling people you disagree with names were really a crime, MSNBC should be shut down and every one of their anchors arrested. Because the, the left has no qualms about saying nasty things about conservatives.
3: We Guys, we live in such a time where good is called evil and evil is called good. And in that situation, right, let's just look at the two parties. Like you said, Marty, we have a man dressed up as a woman. I haven't seen the picture of the video, so I don't know how he was dressed. But it's a man at the end of the day, and he was luring children into his fantasy world. Right. Then you have five sexual fantasy world, sexual fantasy world. Exactly. Then you have, it looked like, you know, five somewhat young men, you know, maybe twenties and thirties who are there to protest against what this other man was doing. So shouldn't the police be escorting this man who thinks that he's a woman, who literally is a pedophile, if that's what he's doing, shouldn't they be escorting him out of the library and applauding these other young men for taking the stand against this debauchery? But once again, this is the world that we live in, where we can't touch the transgender community, we can't oppose that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the picture I put. I was in the local Walmart here, and Oreos is promoting gay pride. Anybody- an Oral
0: display, not just, you know, it was a full big. A full,
3: a full display, yeah.
0: Right in the store, display of uh, Oreo cookies, and, you know, with the cardboard display. Everybody's You're talking about talking pride. Pride. celebrating pride. Talking about celebrating pride, yes. So, Michael and I were kind of joking earlier because we had the picture of this uh, transgender whatever she is or he is up on the screen. And we go, if anybody should be arrested for annoying children, it should be that person. I mean, look at it. I mean, how is that annoying to children? It should be annoying to children. If it's not,
1: it's downright terrifying. If I looked at that,
0: let me just share a quick,
3: let me share a quick testimony on this topic. So I don't know if you guys heard, but in our local library here in forest, there were all these trans and gay books in the children's section. And we had some local people who stepped up, who said, look, we're not going to take it. Many people went in there. They told the librarian that we were not pleased with it. There were emails sent. Within, I think, a two or three day period, those books were taken out of the children's section. I don't know if they're still in the library. I don't know where they are. I just know that they've been taken out of the children's section. So all that to say is that Our show is called Shout Out Patriots. So like you said before, we have a voice and we need to use it. The problem is, is that at this hour, we're so afraid of getting canceled. We don't want to use our voice. We don't want to speak up. We don't want to speak out. But when we do that, there's results. So we need to let the other side know, regardless if they call us names, regardless if we leave in handcuffs like the Patriot Front, whatever the repercussions we need to speak up because the next generation is depending upon us.
1: Yeah, well, it's pretty embarrassing that those books were actually in the child children's section anyways, like how? what kind of person
2: puts them there?
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing that you got a man dressed as a woman in the children's section of, I mean, it, that's the world that we live in.
2: And bear in mind that taking the books out of the children's section is not, and I repeat, not banning the books. That was not about banning the books. It was about taking the books out of the children's section. No one has any problem with them being put in a an appropriate section to be seen by adults if they want to see them. So it is not about banning books; it's about protecting children.
0: Yeah, I do think this display that you're referring to was right as soon as you walk in the library door. Right? Uh,
3: I I and, didn't. I wasn't there to see it, but it yeah. Could I have think very uh, well
0: been. I, I think I watched Mary's video about it, and she said that uh, it was right in front of the door soon as you walk in and she also after they removed those that display at the front she searched the entire library and she couldn't find those books anywhere in the library so but uh, we can talk about that maybe later bring her back on and tell her story sure. i got one more i got one more here because this one's also upsetting to me last week uh, another example of the double legal standard against republicans former trump advisor house well, excuse me, I'm trying to talk too fast. Former Trump White House advisor Peter Navarro was arrested on June 3 for contempt of Congress. His feet was shackled, and he was thrown into a jail cell that was formerly occupied by John Hinckley, the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan in 1981 outside of the Hilton Hotel in Washington, D.C. Now, here's what he said. Congress has weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in a way which is unconstitutional. The people of America need to understand. Congress has the right to investigate, but only for non-punitive legislative purposes. What that committee is doing is investigating for punitive purposes. All right, that was his comment after he was then released from jail and very upset. That uh, you know, the FBI waited until he actually got to an airport, ready to get on a plane when they brought their people out there to arrest them so that it was on full public display. He said he lives like a hundred yards away from the FBI. They could have done it right at his house. But no, they're gonna do a very public display in the middle of an airport, have him arrested and shackled and carted off to jail. But here's what David and I remember. Was well, because back in 2014 when the irs was targeting conservative groups and denying them tax exempt status and congress was holding hearings they subpoenaed lois lerner the IRS director to that committee she refused to go a contempt of congress order was issued for her arrest and Obama's department of justice refused to enforce that contempt of Congress. Here's a great Another example of this double legal standard. If you're a liberal Democrat on the side of wokeness in Washington, D.C., you will not get charged. But if you are a conservative Republican, possible Trump a supporter, not only will you get arrested, you'll get shackled by your feet and thrown into a jail on purpose, I believe, John Hinckley's jail, to teach you a lesson that you are not going to exercise your conservative viewpoints in this town. David, you had a comment.
2: And to me, that isn't even the worst example. The worst example to me is Eric Holder, Attorney General of the United States, was held in contempt of Congress over withholding information on Fast and Furious. What happened to him? Exactly nothing. The same as Lois Lerner. And then, consistent with uh, with the uh, the guy being put in shackles, we, we had uh, Roger, oh, his name's not coming to me. Stone? Uh, an elderly elderly man. I'm sorry? Yeah, Roger Stone. Right. It was, was an elderly, Roger Stone, yeah, an elderly man, Roger Stone, an elderly man, and the FBI invited CNN to come in, and they, they uh, went in with, uh, not guns blazing, but they went in with a SWAT team to arrest this old guy and and search his house for no there was no reason for them to to go overboard like that all he had to do is go up to him and say you're under arrest and put him in handcuffs they didn't have to show overwhelming force like that it was about sending a message to conservatives that's what it was and it's consistent with everything you're talking about
0: yeah and also um uh, uh let's do this as the final one. Uh, Uh, House Judiciary Committee member, high-ranking member Jim Jordan came out uh, on June 7th and uh, revealed that he sent a letter to the FBI criticizing them for now purging conservative agents out of the FBI, that conservative FBI agents are being targeted by the FBI and kicked out because of their political views. So. Uh, obviously this double standard is not going to get any better, is it? When the FBI is going to be full of left-leaning, woke FBI agents who view you as a conservative, as a white supremacist that has terrorism on your mind, regardless of, uh, you know, what your real true political beliefs may be because they have now been brainwashed to thinking that everybody who perhaps is a Trump supporter or a conservative Christian is uh, prone to commit
3: acts of violence. Man, double standard is, is an understatement when you think about it, you know, we we're talking about all these different situations and we're pinned as the ones who are racist. We're pinned as the ones who discriminate, but it's almost like they're making it law for us to be discriminated against with no repercussions. And I was thinking, Marty, as you were speaking before, I was thinking about Romans 13, right? Ever since COVID started and everything, Romans 13 has been such a hot topic in the church, and it's been so miscontextualized as this overarching theology just to say we're going to submit to the government blindly. It doesn't matter what they say. Uh, But but we take it out of context. We don't think about who the author was that actually wrote that epistle and where he was in in most of his ministry, right? He wasn't a free man because he didn't obey government at all costs. And, you know, there's one st- verse in there in Romans 13 that we neglect. And it talks about how rulers are not a cause of fear for those who do good behavior, but rather those who do evil. And, you know, I, I've just been pondering lately, you know, this whole misnomer of don't speak about politics in the church, right? That, that whole nonsense, it's okay to speak about liberal politics, but let's not talk about conservative politics. So with that being the case, right? We have, I I think we have an obligation to hold the government accountable, right? Us as as Christian men here on this show, we want to see that people are living in line with the scriptures. So if I'm going to be a good citizen of my nation, I'm going to say, you know what? I want to institute a government and rulers, that are over us, who are instituting policies, who are going to be living and, you know, instituting policies that are in accordance and in agreement with Romans 13. So now, you know, and I've been thinking about this, this is my last point here. John the Baptist, right? Jesus said, of all men that were born of women, he was the greatest man, right? Not because of per se, anything that he did, but because he was the forerunner for Christ, he led the way for Jesus Christ to come on the scene. But then you also have this same man that Jesus says was the greatest of, of men born of a woman who also confronted the King at the time because he was having an affair with his brother's wife. So he actually went to the King, the ruler in the government right? He, he wasn't saying this separation of church and say, he said, no, you know what? I'm going to rebuke the King. So us as Americans, as Christians, as those in the church need to say, you know what, it's okay to, to tell the government that they're doing wrong. We're going to get backlash. We might get beheaded like John the Baptist, but you know what? At least we spoke up. We can't be silent anymore. Patriots.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of shout out patriots but i'm really excited about our guest next week we're going to have house virginia house delegate tim anderson on the show uh now uh delegate anderson has led the way in norfolk virginia to get the genderqueer book out of school libraries he had a very successful legal campaign down there and got a court to issue a ruling that the genderqueer book is likely obscenity to hand out to minors. Uh, Mr. Anderson is also in a campaign to get this book removed from Barnes & Noble's bookstores. So we're going to have him on the show next week, and he's going to talk about all his great efforts to protect the decency of little kids out there from, I guess, a mindset that has one goal in mind, and that is to destroy the youth of our country. It's going downhill, people. It's going downhill fast, and the patriots don't stand up we're going to see a bunch of kids who are going to be leading a life of depression and probably worse. All right. So that does us for today. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. Alec Rooney should be back next week to join us. Uh, we hope that he's having fun on his vacation out there in the middle of the wilderness in his uh, uh, camper. Um, and But until then, uh, uh, we'll say good night and look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye.